Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendricks, a.k.a. Schema A. Smith, Flirt Nagitsky. And to my left, my co-host, as always. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. Toximus Prime, a.k.a. Pegasaurus Rex. Nope, mm-mm, not, mm-mm, 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 no, nope, 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 nope. No, I don't know what you thought we were about to do, but that's not it. Nope, not not. Mm-mm. AKA Pegasaurus Rex. Get out. Get A- the fuck out. AKA Trilivia Dope. And most, but certainly not least, that little baby who just won't listen. Whew. Felt good. To, that one felt good. Felt, that that one. I felt in my chest. <laughs> you felt in your chest on that one. I did. I did. All right, friend. You know, we're going to do Calvin Explains the Sports early this episode, but, and guys, don't skip it, because it is, this one is important. Um, On Sunday afternoon, I think the entire world stopped, um, mm-hmm. as we all received the news that one of the greatest NBA players of all time has, transi- has transitioned. Um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And it feels really weird to say that. Yeah, um, so so first and foremost, um, I want to take time to... Um, We're going to take our time on this um, one, send, send Send our condolences to, and rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, um, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mar- Marzer, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and the pilot, Era Zobanian. So those were the nine... Um, nine people nine passengers who are on a helicopter that crash um we obviously know that the most famous of those victims are is kobe and his daughter Gigi. but i wanted to make sure that all of those names you yes. know were were said on on at least on our platform responsibly responsibly we'll get to responsible reporting here in a minute you know, at least on our platform because this this is our name on it you know what i'm saying i want to make sure that before we get into the discussion or kind of like just kind of venting and kind of figuring out what the fuck is going on. I wanted to make sure I used that to make sure I gave that proper respect to all of the victims because there there are multiple families um, that are being that are tore apart by this. Multiple communities, multiple just ecosystems that are just kind of just have a hole in it because um, it does feel like it almost feels like a vacuum in the universe. Like, there's been something that's just, like, it sucked out of us. But when you lose somebody like Kobe Bryant, it's supposed to make be impactful. Right. And, and, and I think one of the things that, I mean, kind of adds to this is because anytime you lose someone in a car accident or a helicopter accident, a plane accident, something that sudden, like, they were in good health. They were traveling to— He was on literally the next stage phases of his life. And, and so, but anything, like, because think about, like, Paul Walker. Or, yeah. you know, think about, you know, even for our parents, like, a John Lennon, when John Lennon died and hit, like, hit that plane crash. Yeah. Or, like, assassinations or anything like that. Like, when it's sudden like that, when it's, you don't have time to process this because you literally just recently seen this person in good health and good spirits. Right. So, um, so, so for me, like— this hit me like so. Stuart Scott was a little different. So for we knew he was sick. We knew he was sick, and so when he when it came out like he died, like he lost his battle cancer. We had time. We had time to kind of like, okay, he's sick, and like you there's know, a possibility. There's a possibility yep. that is going on. Mind you, 
And so what so what initially fucked with us more, and so we'll talk about how the information was rolled out in a second, was like we just heard from Kobe the day before when his friend and rival in the court, LeBron, passed him in all time points. We just he just made a statement congratulating LeBron. Like and LeBron said in his message, again, something that we'll get to later about how people grieve, that he had a call with Kobe the day, like the night of the game. So literally hours before, you, you had talked to him. You had talked to him. You had spoke to him. You heard him. You, you guys shared a conversation. You had it on speakerphone so like the Lakers team could hear it. And for, so here's my experience, right? The first time I tried to decide Copa Brunch, right? The first time I actually, you know, like, let's, mm-hmm. you know what? I ain't really do much this weekend. Let's do Copa Brunch, you know? You hear all the, all the rage about it, everything like that. Let's do it, right? And so we do that. And, you know, eating good, you know, getting, getting my money's worth with the bottomless, all things. It's like, okay, typical Sunday situation. And then so... I just you just see like a bunch of people huddled together by phone, right? A bunch of bunch of men huddled together by phone. You're like, what's going? Like, and of course you're curious. Who's pregnant? What's my- <laughs> you're curious, like what's going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and then and then somebody's like, bro, they're saying Kobe died. I'm like, excuse me, right? Like, 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 say it, like Kobe, like say that again, like, Kobe Bryant, like Kobe, Kobe, right? And they say yeah, and so then so then immediately like. Again, the world stops. You check your phones, you, you know, and, and Twitter's going crazy for all sorts of rampant things. At one point, they had killed Rick Fox. Yeah, Rick Fox got reported dead. I was like, like, like imagine, what? And so, um, so imagine being Rick Fox, being Rick Fox, <laughs> and for, alive and well. And so, and so, you're already like, you're already hurt. You know what I'm saying? That you're hearing that your friend, your former teammate, has passed yes. away. And then people are killing, you, like, checking in on you. Like, are you alive? They're like, I'm Bro, in Jamaica what? right now. What is? Yes, I am alive. So again, responsible reporting. Um, so we. So, I really want a Rolodex of all the reporters oh, no, who but, lost and, their and, fucking job. No, no, heads need to roll. So okay. So let's talk about the, so the impact of this. So like for those who don't necessarily understand sports, right, or not, you're not a sports fan, which is fine. I mean, it is what it is. You still knew who Kobe Bryant was. Kobe Bryant transcended sports. As transcended sports. And as a 90s baby, Kobe Bryant was a staple part of our childhood. He was on Keenan and Kel, Moesha, like, all, like, he was on, like, our black, like, Everything, coming of age shows. Yes, every part. He was, in, he was in a Destiny Child's music video. Yeah. He, he spit a verse on the remix. Yes. And so, so for, for, for kind of 80, 80s and 90s babies, Kobe was MJ. Like, people talk about, like, and Kobe was MJ. And so... So as a sports fan, like you, Kobe transcended sports, and so for me, and like, and Kobe was one of those people, and still we're saying was when you're referring to him, like it's, right. it feels weird. It's not. It's a very surreal. Um, you either loved him or you loved to hate him, like in a sports hate. It's not like the I, comparisons have been flying for years. And, and so because you because you was either Team LeBron or you was Team Kobe. Like you know what I'm saying? Like t- Team LeBron. So so I would compare it to like. You was either Michael or you was Prince, as far as like who you thought was the best. Like you, you respected the other one and all of the stuff that they did, but you was, you was like, nah, Prince the best. No, Michael the best. It was same. It was very distinctive. Very distinctive. Like very distinctive. And because I was Team LeBron, we 
we didn't sports fuck with Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was like, like I wasn't rooting for Kobe. But the greatest will always make you feel. Right. If you're if you're considered great at something, if you're considered a legend at something, you will never make anyone feel irrelevant. Yep. People will have an opinion on you. Yes. No one's irrelevant about Beyonce. No one's irrelevant about Jay-Z. No one's irrelevant about Rihanna. You either love them, hate it, but you have a strong opinion. You care. You care. Kobe was the same way. No one was just eh about Kobe. You either was a stan or you ain't fuck with him. But you had a strong opinion about him. And across the board, there was a respect there. But, and, and even the in people order, who hated him. Had respect for him. Yes. Because in order to even be somebody I feel this strongly about, I have to have some respect for you and your craft and your talent and in the person that you are. Like, My favorite clips thus far of Kobe that have been shared have been him and his daughters. Yeah. And man. with his wife and with his family. And just knowing that, you know, actually, we're going to take a couple of pauses on the journey. So the first stop is his family. And I really mm-hmm. wanted to talk about that, right? My first fuck you in this whole tragedy has to be to white feminist. My first fuck you. Because there's a couple fuck yous mm-hmm. I'm going to get off today. I will never forgive y'all for taking the death of Kobe Bryant and making it about his past and the things that he's atoned for. And so, a, and lot, so of them, a lot of, I'm going to get there. Yeah, a lot of it, it, it stemmed from, you know, back in the early 2000s, he had was a part of um, a rape allegation case. And that, and it came out, it, the facts of the case came out that not only was the young lady, the, she was not raped, it came out. If you remember the facts of the case, she had multiple, like multiple, multiple samples of semen, semen in, in, inside of her, in, in her, in her drawers. Um, she also admitted that the rape allegation was false because Kobe was like, she was a pass around. She's one of the girls that, and it's not slut shaming, guys. Let me let me explain before I get fucking dragged. Yeah, but like they gonna yeah, but they like, gonna eat me alive, and I'm prepared for it. But it's one case scenario, right? Where Shorty lied, Shorty, and Shorty admitted to lying, admitted and, to lying, and also Kobe still. So for those who you know weren't necessarily aware, like first of all, most Kobe, you had to fly. This is during the season. Right. So Kobe would literally fly from Denver, Colorado to L.A. to play games during this whole thing. So, like, trying to, you know, still be there for his teammates. Also. Be there for his teammates Kobe, and fix his family. And fix his family. Like, Kobe, like, made you know, that press conference where he apologized to the girlfriend. Had like, his wife sitting next to him while he did it. And, like, apologized. for it. And to Art, and this is the thing, right? Because this is this is what separates the Kobe situation from a lot of the others that we try to kind of lump into this. Kobe not only made public apology to a very public wrongdoing, the fact that the bottom line is that he cheated on his wife. The fact is that he did, he did irreparable damage to his family, right? And That's and, the fact. And he, and he atoned for he that. He that. forgave for it. And for our public knowledge and view, he's never made that mistake again. To our knowledge, he's never made that mistake again. So there are certain things that we can move past from. And so... You know what I mean? So no. Was, so when this man dies, I'm sorry. The, I'm so sorry. I have to get this off, Calvin. I'm so sorry. Because it, it, this a lot of different aspects of this made me very sick. But this one specifically was like, you bitches waited until not when he was getting his, you know, his retirement, his tour. retirement tour. Not when this man was winning Oscars. Not when this man was literally like making change and afflicting difference in this life and in this world on and off the court. You waited until he was dead to talk about, died in the way that he did to talk about his past. To talk about what the what the allegations and things that honestly he's already atoned for, and, and it's also the words that you use, right? So it's like so instead of saying like allegate, you just call him a rapist. 
Like, the words mean things. And again, like, we just, again, he was, ne- not only was he never convicted of, 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 yeah. The young lady came out and said she lied. She and came sa- out and, and said, it, said she lied. And said it was a consensual affair. And then, even still, he's better than a lot of us because, like, once you told me you lied, I don't have a dope. I would have sued. I don't have sued, to apologize sued, sued, for sued. Sh- I don't have to make a public apology. And once you- still made a public apology because at the end of the day, the people that he hurt was his wife and his family. And and then we talk about culture. Like, maybe he didn't get, quote, unquote, punished in the in the legal system. He lost all his sponsorships. Every single every, last Every one. single sponsorship dropped him. He was an Adidas superstar. Adidas dropped him. That's why he has Nikes, because he wasn't Adidas dropped him. Every single sponsorship that you could think of dropped him. And, and so we talk about like, oh, yeah, he didn't really get, get any... Con- yes, he did. Besides all of the, the irreparable is- damage that it did to his family, his wife, knowing that like not only did you cheat on me, but you but it's a public thing. So now I have to stand here in the media, in the public facing, and answer these questions about your infidelity. That had nothing to do with me. Had nothing to do with me. But now financially I lose all of these endorsement sponsorship contracts because everyone dropped me because of a morality clause causing all of those, all of those contracts. So I'm starting from scratch. That's kind of where the Black Mamba personality came from because he was like, I can't trust no, I can't trust y'all niggas no more. Like, in his mind, he was like, a lot of y'all niggas turned y'all back on me when I was down. So that's when it kind of, he kind of crafted that, like, I can't fuck with, I got to focus on who. Right. So, so the first stop on the fuck you tour has to go to them. Mind you, this is the same white feminist who were lusting after Aaron Hernandez <laughs> saying, oh my God, he was so cute. Like, I could understand he, these, and so I think one final thing, and before we go to the next one, is really interesting to see like how white feminists and white people in general refuse to f- re- forgive Michael Vick, refuse to forgive Kobe Bryant, refuse to forgive. But Anna Hernandez was literally bodying niggas and then playing on the field. And, and but like, but we'll we'll but for someone like a Ben Roethlisberger or someone. That's white who has these say Riley Cooper, like some of these other white. And it was like, you forgive them, but 10 years later, you still want to mention Michael Vick's dogfighting case as if he didn't serve actual federal jail time for it and became an animal society activist and donated his money to that shit after he got his next big check. That you also want to wait until we're still grieving. Like this happened hours ago to, to kind of bring up his, his um, sexual assault allegations like 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 people forgot about that it's it it, there's a whole section on wikipedia in kobe bryant's wikipedia on the sexual assault case in itself it's a whole separate page that's in his obituary that's even when espn ran their tribute videos they mentioned that people may forget we didn't forget it's a timing thing and it's a how you do it it's how you do it. I'm not saying that just because somebody pass, passes. That absolves them. That, that absolves it, it does not. We are still human. We are still our mistakes. We're still able to grow and move past that. And that's why it was just like, bro, that was really tacky. Two. And I think the the bigger portion of this. TMZ has a habit of getting there first. But it's so tasteless. And it's so tacky. Because they were also the news outlet that reported Kobe Bryant's death before Vanessa knew. Before his wife knew, his wife found out the same way we did, and not only, inappropriate, not only his dead wife, ass wrong, but like think about it: when you're that level of celebrity, 
everyone knows who's traveling with you. You're flying through helicopters, so you have to get that cleared right. through air traffic control. There's a whole scenario like they grounded every other helicopter that day, but I don't know. Stuff that if I think about, I'm just going to get upset about. So, but they have to know who everyone who's flying with you. They have to know, like, when you're planning on taking off, when you're planning on landing, your whole flight path. Every, so everyone knows, like, who's all on the helicopter. So when TMZ first starts reporting Kobe died in a helicopter crash, imagine being a family of, like, one of those other victims, and you know that your husband, your your wife, your your, your daughter was flying with Kobe today. And, and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, everyone found out, not just Vanessa, but everyone who was affected by that found out through social media so yes tmz is accurate when it comes to these sort of things because they have public service on the payroll and that was my second point also huge fuck you to the la sheriff's department who leaked the identity of those people before their family was informed of their death with how tmz got that information to begin with huge fuck you and the NLA sheriff was like admonished TMZ. He was like for not for for leaking it before they could you know inform the next to can. But also, fam, TMZ has sources, so somebody internally TMZ was not on site. TMZ was not on site. Somebody internally leaked that information. leaked that information. So again, check inside your ranks. We talk about responsible. We talk about responsible journalism. So not only TMZ was 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 accurate but tasteless. Then we have all of these other outlets who are inaccurate. So we have we have a lady who we don't know if she said niggers, niggers, whatever. But the way even in the way that she said it, even in the very way that she said it, you can tell because she stuttered before she said it and then corrected herself as if somebody like as if she meant to say it but didn't mean to say it, like try to cover it as a mistake. No, no girl. No girl. It was just it was flagrant. It was so flagrant. And then you have then you have uh, the, the conflicting reports about um, how many people were on the helicopter. You know who was on the who helicopter. Was on the helicopter, and it was getting like you have like we've reached a point in journalism where people care about being first more than they care about being right. Fam, like I was doing the math of all the people they said was on the helicopter. I'm like, that's too many people. Like you said, Kobe's on the helicopter. Rick Fox on the helicopter. All four daughters on the helicopter. But you only said five people died. There's also a pilot involved. How many, like, you know, just kind of like those sorts of things. It was like, we don't need inaccurate information. We don't need people then digging for personal information like, oh, his oldest daughter has asthma and she's hyperventilating, so they rushed her to her you, you think? She's not her daughter and younger sister died. Like, that's not news. <laughs> it's reality. And so that whole thing was nasty. Um, and so can I get a fuck you? Huge fuck you. So for all of those people on social media, which is one of the reasons I kind of had to like retreat this past couple of days, who are using this situation to tweet for clout. Woo! Speak on it. So, and again, I blocked and reported a spam more people in the past 48 What's hours. What's crazy is that I, have an I hate, I hate us and love us at the same time. Right. I love how we rallied around each other because I know that my black male friends are in pain right now. My super, super like basketball head, like head ass friends are girlfriends are really like Braylon's godmother. She's not okay, Like not okay. And so I checked on her. But like I know the majority of my guy, my guy, black male friends were not okay. Not y'all. And y'all deserve to have space to do that. But also it was very clear to me. Who tweeted a lot of shit just for clout, just for the attention. And it was disgusting watching y'all show y'all asses in times of tragedy. 
And, and that's why, like, okay, so, again, we, we are, we are going to institute what we call the Tammy Lauren rules, okay? Anytime there's, a, there's some intaste, untasteful, trash-ass tweet, don't quote retweet it to try to get your clap back. Don't reply it to try to get your little clap and your own clout points because we see you too. Block reporter spam because you talking about how much you hate a certain tweet while quote tweeting that tweet to get your clap back is just showing the tweet to more people. I really didn't think I had to explain this in the year of our Lord and Savior 2020, but apparently I do. Like, you clapping back, y'all are not as funny as y'all think you or are. Or some, here's the thing. People like to be great in theory, not in practice. Practicing being great means not perpetuating the hate that you hate to see in the world. Right. Like, the day we stop rewarding people for getting off bullshit by putting more eyes on it is the day the bullshit will stop. Literally. Another fuck you. Um, Huge fuck you. To everyone... And this kind of goes into the tweeting for clout thing, but everyone who like pressured or like LeBron or Tag Vanessa, Vanessa to to post an Instagram post or to make a public statement, Let they me, don't owe you shit, bro. You do not know these people. You know the way that they made. You know what they produce, and you know the way whatever their product was made you feel, and how it inspired you, and all of those feelings are valid. Right. You can mourn for Kobe without knowing him personally because you know the kind of man. You know the kind of man he showed us. You know the kind of man that he showed us him showed himself to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can mourn him and also respect the fact that there are people who know him, who have love him, who support him, who are part of his actual family that are entitled and to privacy that you're. Like your your rude asses need to respect. Again, we talk about tweeting for clout, right? Listen, I looked at LeBron's comments. And Disgusting, I, bro. You niggas are gross, and I typically stay out of the comment section for that reason exactly. But you niggas are fucking Listen, hash, Hashtag don't read the comments because it was like you you, you like niggas. Some of y'all were worse than the shade room. Like talk about like he sacrificed Kobe to the Illuminati so he could pass. Like and like oh like what you. you and then, like, when he... So, first and foremost, let me try to collect my own thoughts here. First and foremost, again, we, as a, as a collective, are hurt by this, right? We are mourning, invalid mourning. We are shocked, stunned, awed. And we don't know him, personally. We don't know what Kobe's favorite food is. We don't know what his morning routine is. We don't know, does he put his pants on right leg first or left? We don't know that shit. But there's people in his life, there's people in the NBA, and I got another fuck you coming, remind me. Mm -hmm. There's people in the NBA, people in his life, people in his inner circle who, that wasn't Kobe Bryant, it was... Oh, that's my nigga Kobe. His, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we are not entitled to see people grieve publicly which, publicly, which is why I am thankful and I'm proud that Vanessa Bryant turned off all of her comment, comment features and made her Instagram private. Because, listen, because anyone who could reach out to me through, through Instagram to, to wish their well wishes has my phone number that I would actually want to see. Or it's already, we're already connected who can just DM me. I don't need to see all the comments about the same shit. Nah, fuck that. I'm out. It just lets me know that y'all don't care. And, you yeah. don't give a fuck. Speaking you of don't, don't care. care. Speaking of don't caring and not giving a fuck, one final fuck you. I don't know if this is a final fuck you, but to the NBA. And the reason... Woo, and, come on, Calvin. And the, and the reason... You, I'm glad you got to it before I did. And here's the reason why. As, as a someone who is a huge basketball fan, a huge sports fan, but also someone who 
understands mental health and I try to advocate in my own platform for mental health. Like the NBA tried to, you know, with Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan and discussing anxiety and how that affects you. To not postpone or cancel the games that were played that day because of only it's only capitalism and money reasons because it would have cost too much to get everybody already out, out the building who was in the building. You would have to get off of refunds or free tickets. So I understand it would have cost y'all some money, but to be a league that trumpets, we care about the, the mental health of our players. Literally NBA cares. Is there, is there, is there charity arm? We care. We care about <laughs> the, 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 the mental health of our players. We are the most progressive league. We will, we will allow you to protest and speak freely to, to, to have, to have them have to craft their own tributes with, with, with when they were taking 24 second and eight second violations to begin the game to see grown men crying, cr- not just bawling their eyes out minutes before tip off for games that you could tell they didn't give a fuck about. And for you guys to not postpone those games because for the mental health of your players, because again, the NBA is a fraternity and like, we don't use, I don't use, it's like, it's a fraternity. It's a fraternal bond because only so many people can experience what you experience as a, as a professional basketball player. So every even if you didn't know Kobe, you knew Kobe. You knew someone who knew Kobe. You know, know what I'm saying like it's a tight knit group. They lost not only their brother, but one of the most famous basketball players on the planet. And then 90 minutes later, half hour later, I have to go play a game. Imagine, listen, we have bereavement for a reason in our corporate ass nine to five ass jobs. Mm-hmm. And my nine to five ass job doesn't require me to be athletic and duck over niggas and cross niggas over and be in peak physical condition. The NBA certainly does. But yet you expect these people to go play <laughs> after hearing that, which is why I applaud Kyrie Irving, James Harden, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, like, who's like, nah, fam, like, I'm taking, I'm taking a PTO day. I'm out. Yeah. They, were, they, sh- they shouldn't have had to. And I think that's my biggest point. And it just, and you're absolutely right. The capitalist machine. And we sit here and we talk shit about the NFL and we praise the NBA as if it's not the same two ends of the same system. Right. Like, you know, it's like, and it showed then, and I understand, like, you know, the cost of money, you know, I don't, listen. Some I, things transcend that. Some, some things are bigger than that. Some things are, matter more. And I'm so sorry. It is not bravery or a show of, of work ethic or, or any of that shit to show grown-ass men grieving and crying over one of the greatest ballplayers, losing the loss of one of the greatest ballplayers to ever do it. I'm Like, I didn't, I didn't like seeing that shit. And, like, yeah, like, you know, they, was doing it. they shouldn't have to do it for Kobe that night. They should have. Listen, those, I know those arenas, they have, those arenas have their own calendars with when dates are free. Everyone in the NBA is flying private. You, you guys could have sat down just like you just like you uh, delayed the game in Staples Center because it was the Lakers versus the Clippers. So you delayed that. You could have sat. You could have. We'll, we'll postpone and then we'll get we'll get the Matt powers that be and figure out when we'll re, we'll remake these games. We may have to add a week. We'll be all right because we. You could have showed that. And I really showed, wanted to know who's behind all that. And, and instead, you showed that, like, look. But we sad, but like, still go to work though. I don't want to end this on a bunch of fuck yous because there is one point about this that touched me. Like, I I think about this 
Because Mama Bear Alex, like, I cried for a lot of different reasons when it came to this one. Not because, okay, Alex don't know shit about stores. I don't. But I know the impact that Kobe Bryant had. Mm -hmm. I know the mama mentality. I know from what I'm seeing, what I've been shown, the kind of man and husband and father he was. And as a daddy's girl. Y'all know I talk about pops all the time. My dad is the biggest pain in my ass and he's my best friend. I say it all the time. And knowing that Gigi was in, in, in a situation like that, I'm trying to pick my words carefully, but in a situation like that, that man, listen, that, and that to me. be, to know that for Kobe as a father, to know that in the situation that what's coming, death is on it, like what's coming, I can't save my baby girl. And knowing that Gigi, they, it was reported that Gigi, Kobe was still holding Gigi when they found their bodies. And that broke me because she died in her best friend's arms and in the safest place in the world for I think, her. I think that's, I think the only, so I think the only solace, because it kept, it kept getting more and more depressing once we found out, like, because again, we we made fun of Kobe because it was like, we, I know you're trying for a boy, but you keep getting girls. And like, we, everybody was like, you need a you need a boy to continue the legacy. And, and Gigi was like, Nigga, no, I, you don't. I, I am the legacy. What's up? And she was a baller too. Like, it was like, Shorty was a baller, for, like already had the Kobe fadeaway down. Like shit was crazy. And to know that, like, they were inseparable. And to know, I think, the only silence I had was, is, like, God knew he couldn't, he couldn't separate them. He knew that, like, if one survived and the other didn't, that that would break them more than anything. So it's like, y'all were inseparable. Like, listen, there's hundreds of pictures of Gigi and Kobe everywhere. Like, that was, that was, that was Kobe Jr. That was his quote-unquote son, if so, you want to put it like that. So, so for me... Not to compare relationships because I think that's sick, but me and my father, I recognize my me and my father's bond in that. I'm not going to be okay the day that I have to put my father in the ground. I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about this shit. And so I think of all the times of one-on-one times because me and my dad, that is my road trip partner. That is my travel buddy. That is my partner in crime. And, and literally my biggest fan and my biggest cheerleader has always been my father. And for me, as a girl, as his baby girl, I know that if I'm with my dad, that is the safest place in the world for me. So to know that Gigi got to transition in her father's arms, I feel full. If you have to leave this world, you left like that. And for me, that's a, that, that would be not ideal because nobody dreams about their death. I, at least I don't. But if I know that if, if I were to transition from this world, the one person's arms I want to be in will be my daddy's. So, um, rest in peace to Kobe and Gigi and the families and and everyone else's lives who were lost on that on that very very tragic day. And and I pray for nothing but peace for the families for all the families that have been afflicted. I pray for peace for all the fans that have felt this loss. I pray for my black male friends and understanding that it's okay to not be okay right now. Um, because and I know a lot of us have been experiencing. There's been a lot of death in 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 go. There's been a lot of tragedy lately, mm -hmm. a lot. And and I think one of the things that like um I was talking with uh, it just feels so fucking heavy. Yeah, I was talking with Mal I was talking with Malcolm actually, and it was like 
we have to grieve our icon. It feels like, again, feelings aren't necessarily facts, but we have to grieve our icons a lot more frequently and a lot younger yes. than other cultures do. Like we, like Jews where it was 21. Like we, you know what I'm saying? Like Kobe, 41. Like, like we could, like Nipsey, like was in his thirties. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and this is all like in the last two years, we have like four or five, like culture shocking deaths. And like, at a certain point, like, you know, we just, you're in a constant state of, like, grieving and, like, understanding a new reality. And so I do appreciate, so I do appreciate the black women in my life and the black women that I saw who who allowed myself and other black men to grieve openly. I to, sent to out not, a message. To, to not be okay. Openly, the majority of my my male friends that I knew this hit really really hard was going to hit very hard. You definitely heard from me on Sunday, and like, and I know, like, I know, I, I call niggas up, like, yo, just checking, just checking in, just tapping in, cause like, yeah, like, and so I think we talk about like we talked about like how black men don't show emotions or they don't know how to show emotions or you know that whole the whole kind. this show like no like we, we, we do. <laughs> When we're in, if we're allowed space to show it, I actually got a compliment the other day um, for that, and I don't know how to. I, I still don't know how to take it because the fact that this was something I had to be complimented on shows that like this is new. This, this is, new. is new territory for this individual, and like he said, Alex, you've always felt like home, and I've never been able to say. And like for me, when I think of home, like that's the safest place in the world for me. That is literally, like, the place where I let it all hang out. Literally. Like, I, if I'm not okay in my own space, I'm not okay anywhere. So, he told me, he's like, I've never experienced, like, and mind you, we're strictly platonic. Nobody, it's nothing like that. But even if it was, the fact that, because we've got sexual partners that I don't feel a lick of safety with you. I'm going to get this nut off and I'm going to go home. But it's like, to be told that you hold safe space for me. And it's not in a passive or, and, and without, it doesn't lack accountability, but it's a, I'm okay to just be here and not be okay, even if the rest of the world does not have that for me. And on one end, I am proud to be that. On the other end, I'm like, what's going on? And why, what can, why, why, is this it, why is this the case for you? And, and so, like, again, we, we talk about the ability to show emotions and feelings without being judged. Yes. And through through all the flaws that we have in our in our culture, for all, for all of the rightful and some unrightful criticisms we give black right. men. But one thing I am not arguing with is we as a culture do not allow black men to show their feelings publicly without judging said feelings. And so when we find people whether it's through social media and personally who are just like you know what i may not even a hundred percent agree with how you're f feeling right now but i know that you're feeling something and you're trying to like express it so i'm gonna let you express it without fear of judgment right. you can correct me another day you can say hey let's run that back here's whatever but you can just you know what i'm saying like let me vent let me cry let, let men, me do you know what i'm saying let me do what i need let to do. folks have a minute yeah like and i hate the fact that we live so much in a culture where everything has to be so fucking politically correct sometimes i ain't got the right answer 
but I don't in have this the right mo- wording. I don't have. I but don't- in this moment, this is what makes sense to me. I don't have the right fucking answer. But in this moment, this is what makes sense. This is how I'm feeling right right now. And yes, it is very impulsive. But I also think that it's very dismissive when we say you didn't get it right the first time. So you don't have another shot to explain to me what was going on in that moment. Or we judge people off of knee jerk ass reactions. Yeah, like fam, like I'm over here hurt right now. Like if I don't say, if I don't say it in the proper way, like you got to sometimes, sometimes you got to grade on the curve, bro. Like because if I if I am clearly not 100 percent and so I and I don't say something in the proper way, but you know what I was trying to say. Don't don't, don't you know what I'm saying? Just like let me get that right now, and then when I'm better, when I'm in a mindset, you can be like, okay. Okay, here's here's how we do that. No one's saying, you know what I'm saying, you can't, like, correct. It's like, bro, but, like, let me get these feelings off without feeling judged or without, like, oh, she's going to use that against me later. Like, and so I am thankful. It was, and on a positive note, I am thankful for all the black women, women in my life and on social media who allowed black men to grieve publicly, openly, without apologies about an idol for a lot of us like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying this is this is this is prince level this is michael jackson level this is this, huge this is this we is, lost an icon listen he has mind he has billboards and like memorials all across this country all across the, the world. world the world he has all across the world like there are billboards in Cincinnati, Ohio, as far away from LA as you could possibly. Did you see Easton? Like, yeah. That was lit as fuck. And like various billboards in Cincinnati, Ohio, purely in team, quote unquote, LeBron territory that says legend. Yes. So like understand the impact. There we have we had soccer players, tennis players, like all across this world honoring that man. Because this it's like that. Right. So thank you for those who allowed us to kind of feel that raw and authentically. That's my point. Thank you. So again, guys, love on your people a little harder. That's it. And if it's some petty shit, let that shit go. Let let that shit go. Uh... If it's petty. If it's petty. If it's one of those things where it's like, if if, if no one's trying, no one in their right mind is trying to use the Kobe situation to get some future toxic texts off. They fucking did. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, if that person legitimately did you wrong and, like, fucked you up and, like, disrespected you as an individual, all right, cool. Like, you know, no one's saying, like, bring that person back in open arms. But if it's, like, some small, like, argument shit that you know you're going you know to make up with, you just want to, you want somebody to feel it a little, just let that, sh- let let that. that shit go. If you know you love that person and you still love that person, whether it's platonically, romantically or not, but you guys are having an argument over some... This let's is my struggle, right? So my struggle with that is this. Because I can love you. But I find myself in a lot of these situations being the one who always reaches out. You got to walk towards me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You got to show that this is a relationship that you found valuable. And if that's not the case, because I can hold all the space and the love in the world for you. There's not too many people that have the do not ever talk to me again. Like, there's not too many people who have that. But it's like, if you do value this relationship, at some point, your ego and this person, your love and ego can't exist. They can't coexist. They can't. So eventually, you got to pick one and stay there. But if you know that your love for this person trumps that ego, that pride, 
Let that shit go. And and I and so that's what I'm saying, right? Like again, obviously things have to be, be mutual. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be mutual love, mutual respect. But you know, it's like some petty ego driven shit. Like life is way too fucking short to hold unnecessary grudges. I agree. If you whatever you deem necessary, you deem was whatever you deem necessary. I can't legislate how you feel about shit. But if you know this shit's petty and unnecessary, but you just holding on to it because for whatever reason, let that let that shit go. Life is and one of my biggest fears is for, for me and someone I care about, someone I love, our last words might be positive. That's why I tell my mother, even we can just get done arguing. I always make sure my last words are I love you. Because God forbid, if something happens be- between now and the next time I get to talk to her, I don't want my last words to be something negative. Oh, my last words to my parents are always, I love you. I love you. Hey, I love you. I'll talk to you later. Typically, like, my last words to a lot of people, to anybody, hey, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you later. That, like, my cutoff words are be blessed. Even I, even when I choose to leave you, it's with love. It's never going to be that. Like, there's only, a, like I said, a handful of folks that I have very valid reasons for telling you to, like, kiss my ass. You can literally just leave me alone. That's literally it. But, no. All right, friend. We got that out the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this weekend was also the Rock Nation brunch. <laughs> you, you niggers <laughs> acted the fucking fool. Um. So yeah, the Rock Nation brunch is is always Grammy weekend because that's when everyone is in LA. Yes. Um. So so brunch. Jay Z wore a mauve suit. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't it's not pink. It's mauve. It's mauve. I mean, get it right. Okay. Um. But like, so it's, it's a lot of movers and shakers. Still standing behind Beyonce when his eggs is cold, but I'm gonna leave it alone. Listen, of course. Listen, if 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 my chick can't can't he he said he ain't want no cheese. Uh, she ain't the one for me. Okay. So, but like, so Rock Nation brand. So, so then it was a, it was the scenario that I saw funny was like, would you take seventy k? Bro, this or, is or, what I was or, getting at. Or, or entry into the Rock Nation brunch. And <laughs> let me say, I'll let you get your point off. But if any of you niggers chose the Rock Nation brunch, <laughs> unfriend me. <laughs> like, don't talk to me because it's like, fam, you scared. We talk about you scared to tell the waiter that your food wrong, but you think you gonna walk up in there and network with Diddy and Hove? I all right, fam. You 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 too afraid to 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 promote your own shit now with your five hundred followers, but you think you gonna walk into a brunch with millionaires and then get get a get a more than seventy thousand dollar investment out of somebody? Heard you, and it's like, and also people don't really understand how these brunches work, fam. Just because you're in the building, don't this- mean don't mean that you're gonna be anywhere close to Diddy or Hove or anyone who could actually make some shit shake. Secondly, a lot them niggas was drunk, drunk as fuck, and high, and high and full off of brunch food that allegedly was there. We didn't even see, we didn't see a plate, we didn't see a single plate. We don't even know what the fuck was on the menu. But allegedly full off of the brunch. You think that's the time you want to pitch your idea? Is when niggas are drunk, high and full? Heard you. Listen, uh, and it. Even the dinner with Jay Z or the fifty K is a little different because at least you have Jay Z's attention. Alleged, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a one on one conversation. I think it could be on his fucking phone. But like at least it's a one on one conversation, right? <laughs> the brunch, you're not even guaranteed access to Jay Z. 
You not even guaranteed. You just guaranteed to get in that bitch. You're going to be standing there with all the other niggas who took the brunch over 70K while the niggas who took 70K are able to fly to the brunch. Talk your shit, Calvin. You just made all my points. I ain't even got nothing else to say. And, like, I will say this. Um, we never keep the same energy when it comes to certain shit. What do you mean? We just spent, not us necessarily, but, like, a lot of people just spent the last half of 2019 calling Jay-Z all sorts of sellouts and names and shit. But then wonder, where's my invite to the Rock Nation merch? Is it Uchi Wiley or is it One Mike? So, I agree. But also, I'm allowed to criticize systems and want to be a part of them. Because I feel like, again, at some point, it's okay to say my fave made moves that I didn't necessarily agree with. Right. And but we, some we of y'all, sat here and criticized We criticized Jay-Z, too. We did. That, but I criticized systems that I'm a part of. You, you criticize a system you want. All right. Here's my theory, right? I only speak about the things that I would speak about the things or critique the things that I'm invested into because that I'm I want to see be, better. I'm not going to be on my platform talking shit about I don't you. know about. I can genuinely shut the fuck up and let niggas just have their things and be quite content not arguing with you. I'm not going to do that. I critique the things that I see potential in. Do I necessarily, is Jay-Z still one of my favorite rappers? Yeah, absolutely. Do I think that he has made some mistakes? Absolutely. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to continue to support him. And so, so my thing is this, right? We 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 make fun of Kevin Hart's speech, right? You know the whole because it was stupid. But I was it honestly. It I, was so I, stupid. It was so the cognitive dissonance there was just okay. So so we didn't like the message, or we didn't like the messenger. Both, because they, in this particular situation, it counts. It just, it, I get tired of millionaires looking me dead in my face and saying we have the same 24 hours. I'm, I'm tired of that. I am so tired of that. However. I'm so tired. However, the, the message of like, all right, how do we, how do we want to live our legacy, leave our legacy is actually valid. We just don't like Kevin Hart saying it. So, and so one of those things where I want, I just want people to be, I want people to be honest, right? I want people, And I do get tired of y'all niggas going to this fucking brunch, getting lit as fuck, and then wanting to make y'all my nigga speeches. Off, you could do that shit off camera, please. Y'all can really do that shit off camera. I too make my nigga speeches. <laughs> I like. I don't need to hear it. I don't need to see it. I, I, I don't. Do, I don't I'm maybe, good. Okay. Well, maybe that shit hit me a little differently after the events of Sunday, where I was like, I got to figure out how that shit went. You know what I'm saying? Because Kobe, Kobe shit, even though it ended prematurely, his shit was secured as far as like his legacy. Speaking of which, and I knew I said I was moving on. <laughs> One more thing, <laughs> and another thing, <laughs> you niggers. I have a really bad habit of counting other people's fucking money. Because I also saw on Twitter the conversation about the fact that Kobe's investment in money was going to go to his non-black wife. And they all wanted to get into the conversation about wealth distribution. And I want to tell you oh, nothing. I, oh, I ignored the entire fuck out of it. Oh, I literally saw it and was just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Number now, one. Now? It was, it was disgusting. Number one, no matter whose Kobe's money's going to, it ain't going to reach your black ass. So stop counting other people's fucking money. Secondly. His daughters are black. Se- secondly. Third of all, that was his wife of how many fucking years? 20 that was years. High school fucking sweetheart. They, they've been together 20 years. She's not some fucking gutter bitch, sloppy ass. She ain't just come along for the ride. You know what I'm saying? She was de- she was with him shooting in the gym, bitch. Mind your fucking business. And third, and this is this is, this may piss you off, but 
no one said this when Serena Williams married somebody who was who's who she was worth twenty times more than Serena Serena Williams' net worth is currently one hundred eighty million dollars. The person that she's married net worth is worth nine. We ain't say shit because it's not our fucking business. We ain't we ain't count. I just love we how count. we have this wealth distribution conversation, and the man is not even in the ground yet. Number one, number two, it's not your fucking money. If he decided to give it to Harvey Weinstein. That's not our fucking business. We'd have questioned it. We'd have questioned the fuck out of it. But it's also not our fucking business. It's not our fuck. At some point, y'all have to realize that some of y'all questions are tacky, distasteful, and plain out nosy as fuck. Which is why I blocked y'all niggas. A lot of y'all who are questioning how Kobe's wealth distribution, all you have is BV and bad credit. Mind your fucking business, bro. You, you own one pair of Kobe's. You want to talk about wealth distribution. And so if any of you niggas... The want- only thing you have to your name is a PS3 and fucking somebody and your mama's couch. Mind your fucking business. And if any of you niggas wonder, like, damn, what I do? Why did he block me? It's probably something I had to do with what you said this weekend. Because I was, I was blocking all you niggas. I was like, mm-mm, nope. Fuck that. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. You can suck my dick. Nope. Mm-mm. Blocking all you niggas. Oh, I hit a bunch of blocks. Block and reported you bitches at spam. I mean, Millie rocked the blocks. Like, <laughs> I, And I reported all your spam. I hope your account gets stolen, motherfucker. Fuck you. Because enough is enough. I hope you niggas step on Legos. Some of y'all are fucking trash. Or you need to really, really realize that like... Mm, it's not for time. It's not, not the time, time or the place. And I hope... So anyone who's with distasteful, I hope... You step on Legos for the rest of your life. I hope I hope every headphone that you own has one fucked up ear pod. I hope I hope that I hope you hit your knee on the corner of the bed. Listen, I hope you get a paper cut every day for the rest of your life. I hope every time you sip some tea, it's too hot and it burns the roof of your mouth. I hope that your eyebrows are never identical. I hope that you every lottery ticket you buy, you win and then lose the ticket. You fucking idiot. Fuck you. I hope your glasses are just a little slightly off kilter. I hope somebody... <laughs> this is the last one. <laughs> I hope somebody comes in and breaks into your house and doesn't steal anything, but just moves shit a little <laughs> to the left. So every time you walk into your house, you just bump into every fucking thing. That would irritate me to my soul. Now, that one triggered me, bro. Because y'all niggas come over my house and none of the furniture is ever the same, bro. Anyway. Fuck you, Nick. Moving right along. Alicia T's. So. <laughs> so wait. Hold on. So Shorty said, listen, God and took my vocals. Listen. So he gonna give me a bitch. She stole that woman's husband and her music ain't slapped since. It's like a reverse aerial from the mermaid. Oh my God. Calvin, please. So no, Alicia T's. So Swiss Beats gifts. Alicia, her own with a tea company that's going to be sold at Starbucks, allegedly, apparently. <laughs> Continue. All right. I'm no, I just, that was it. Like, I thought that was so it. If, if you, so, I want to know, if you drink this tea, Stop, do, do you automatically lose your vocals? Or do you have to, like, steal somebody's partner, then lose your vocals? Is it like, what is it? What is that one cartoon? You know what I'm talking about. Which one? <laughs> Which one? Oh my god! On Instagram, it's gonna come. No, it's gonna come to me later. <laughs> well, like they have to ingest something to get like this. Popeye, is, is this it the spinach? Yes, is it like this equivalent of spinach? Where like you get the superhuman powers to steal the niggas, man? Is it's, is one of the flavors gonna be steal your nigga strawberry? <laughs> Poach your nigga peach. <laughs> Acquire your nigga apple. <laughs> Poach your nigga peach is fire. 
<laughs> Yo, Pocho Nigga Peach might be my favorite flavor. That is fire. Listen. <laughs> she ain't never gonna ever be in the right. And mind you, her and Mashonda, and so they be taking family vacations. Clearly, they have moved on. We have not. You still go catch these jokes, nigga. And then you go go on this goddamn Grammy tribute and hit every other note. And then you not. Every- can we talk about that real quick? Because the Grammys, all right, I had no business watching the Grammys. I didn't. Actually, I just called the shit. I, I called y'all Twitter videos, to be quite honest. I literally, okay, so we got drunk in my house and watched the Grammys. Mind you, I fell asleep on it. But, so, the Boys to Ministry, it, okay, Alicia Keys should have sat that one out. She hit literally maybe half a note. <laughs> I don't know, Boys to Men was sitting up there frustrated. Because first of all, Rose, where did y'all find boys to me? Well, it's the Grammys. They were in L.A. Okay. I was about to be like, did y'all... They were just minding their business. It was like, hey, nigga, Kobe Dot, come sing. You're like... Wait. And we on the next thing smoking, nigga, I guess. <laughs> and then you get up there with half a note Alicia. And it's like... It's almost like... Have you ever listened to a guitar that needs to be tuned just a little bit more? Mm-hmm. That's just literally like... If you would have just squeezed that string a little bit tighter, it would have been right there. That was what she sounded like. And it frustrated the fuck out of me. It she was, was like flat a, She sounded like an old time. piano. Yeah, she was flat the entire time. The entire time. Um, I mean, I guess we know what ain't flat. I mean, shit. Okay. She's just, she's, listen, she's the one that's selling flat tummy tea in Starbucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> listen. She, listen. Calvin. I'm about to walk out of the studio. <laughs> you're not you're not getting situationship strawberry. <laughs> Goodbye. Situationship strawberry is Aki flavored. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> anyway, bro, I Keep, change the topic before I think of more flavors, please. Okay, so this girl's right uh, into hot takes. Shout, uh, shout out to uh, all the Grammy winners. Um, shout out to Billy Ellish. I like Billy Ellish. I'm indifferent. I like Billy Ellis. Kiddo actually got me into Billy Ellis. Shorty dressed like a Batman villain. Okay. First of all, she does that on purpose because she does not want to be sexualized. And she makes it extremely clear that she does not want you niggas oogling her fucking goodies. She don't want that shit. Which I understand because she just turned 18 and niggas are gross. I get that. However, can she do that in a way that she don't look like the Riddler? I'm moving on. Okay, so I guess not. All right, cool. Continue. I am moving shout on. Shout out to Lil Nas X. Shout out to J. Cole and 21 Savage. Shout out to Tyler, the creator. Shout Even shout out to Lizzo, because I'm rooting for everybody black when it comes to Grammys, even if I don't fuck with you personally. Shout out to Lizzo. Lizzo, no, but Lizzo, Lizzo's on the red, Lizzo's red carpet look, look actually good. Yeah, she looked great. I was like, you know what? This your lane, baby. Now, from now on, that's how you fucking dress. You couldn't wait to say that shit. Now on. That's how you fucking dress. All right. We're going to go, Hot Takes is going to be really Terry Crews. So, I'll start, Calvin, please. Calvin, please. I'm going to let you get your verse off. All right, please. Okay, I got I, I have been waiting to let this chopper sing, okay? I'm going to let you get your verse off. You, you got it, sis. <laughs> all right. So, as we all know, our good sis Gabrielle Union has lost her job um, a couple months ago on America's Got Talent for standing in the gap. Um, for other ethnicities, reporting, um, reporting, 
reporting racist jokes and and sexist comments. and sexist comments, uh, criticisms about her hair, her hairstyle, um, and then allegedly being difficult to work with because of because of her ability to. I mean, excuse me, because she chose to stand up for people that weren't in the room to stand up for themselves, right? Gabrielle Union has been going back and forth with America's Got Talent for, we're just going to say AGT, y'all get it, um, for a while now regarding this, right? Um, so then Terry Crews, right? He's on an interview, what was it, the morning show or one of them outlets? One of them daytime talk shows. It was some shits. daytime talk show that Terry Crews had an interview with, and he was asked about Gabrielle Union and asked about the controversy, and he said, he said that he cannot speak about sexism because that wasn't his experience, but as far as racism, he has experienced none. That was not his experience on America. One of the best work environments I've ever been in. Blah 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 blah. Basically, telling her Gabrielle Union go fuck herself. Like, hey, they may have been sexist, but they ain't racist. Shrug. So then, my little wheels got to turning, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a very specific reason why they asked Terry Crews and not Nick Cannon. Facts, because Nick Cannon also got fired from AGT. But we also know Nick Cannon, in his turban, will keep it on it. And the one thing Nick Cannon going to do is have a fucking job. And that's on semicolon. Okay. <laughs> so then, again, my little wheels got to turn it again, right? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And I said, first of all, he could have sat there. And said nothing. Nothing. And I think, uh, quick intermission, I think that's one of the things that fuck with me the most. Because it's like, look, you can feel how you want to feel. You can still want to secure your back. And say nothing or say, like, you know what? Gabrielle Union's experience was her own. I can't speak on Gabrielle Union's experience. But I do wish my good sister best. Or, like, I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, I hope that she's Or you could say it's an ongoing investigation and I'm not going to comment on that. It would have been a safe answer, but it would have been an okay answer. You wouldn't have been getting dragged right now. So then, Tay Cruz. Now, Gabrielle Union clapped back. And she said, hold on, let me pull it up. Gabrielle Union, and, and rightfully so, she said, now listen... I, I supported you. I supported you because if we remember not too long ago, Terry Crews came out and said that he, a, a, a studio executive had sexually assaulted, assaulted him. And there was some criticism of him saying, nigga, you big as fuck. Why are you allowing anybody to sexually harm you? Like you can literally fight this off. But Terry Crews being a, a black man of a certain stature and a certain physical build, knowing that attacking a white man, how it looks, right? And he was defended. And the one people who defended him were black women and the queer community. We st- we literally was just like, no, fuck that. His like literally. Uh, again, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you get all these points off. I'm gonna let you. Okay. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you get all these points off. Gabrielle Union said. Uh, on her Twitter account, she said, can someone please ask about what happens to all the diversity folks who are talking about behind the scenes? Like, legit, there's hell. Where the hell is all the diversity in the production through Homie? In the decision-making ranks, who controls the fate of the diversity in front of the camera? So, Gabrielle Union t- basically told Terry Crews, you should have sat there and ate your food. Because he went out of his way to kind of discredit he went out of his way to discredit Gabrielle Union. And so, without further ado, fuck you, Terry Crews, right? When you were vocal about, when he was vocal about his situation with being sexually assaulted, it was black women who came and said, who defended and protected him. It was black women who allowed him, who created space 
for him to get his for him to tell his story and get his shit off. It was black women that held that open for him. It was black women that held him. It was black, his own wife, his own children. Right? So then he Terry got a Cruz, white wife, right? No, yeah, a, no, his wife's not white. Yes it is. His, his wife, wife white, is white? As, his wife is white as fuck. His wife is named Rebecca. Oh, well, there's I know a black Rebecca. I will show. His wife is white as hell. I'm going to show you a picture of him and his wife right but now. But no, I thought she was just like really no, high yellow. No, his wife is white. His wife is white as shit. And I'm not saying that disqualifies. But wasn't she on his TV show? His wife's not white. No, his wife is his wife is white as fuck, bro. His his wife is white, bro. I'm I'm we're, I'm literally looking. Yeah, look up Terry I'm literally look, wife. looking it up now. So, I'm going to continue while you do that, right? So, no, I'm going to show you listen. You got this it is up? his this is his wife. No, bro, she's not white. Yes, she's No, she's not. Yes, she's white, bro. She's not white. Yes, she is. No, she's not white. Why why ain't she? But it's a black woman. No. She's just high yellow, bro. No. That's not a white woman. Eh. Calvin, that's not a white woman. Eh. It's very close. It, listen, we need hold on. For our listeners, we need a judgment. <laughs> Is Terry Crews' wife, wife white, white or black? Even spicy white counts. Is spicy white counts as white? Yes. Okay, go on. I need I need to make sure we have a spicy white counts as white. So she's Italian, Ar- Armenian, any of those Indians, she's white. <laughs> Tired. Any of the Indians, Calvin? Indians, Ar- Armenian, Slovenian, any of those? White. European white. She's European if she's a European white woman or is she not? Please, because I want to be back. right. No, I'm so serious. Because I want to be right. Back. I want to be. I want to be correct. I don't want to Google this either. Like, listen, uh, I don't want to be. I don't want to be wrong. So, oh, like, no. if if because I'm looking at this, I'm seeing a white woman. She's looking at it. She's not seeing a white woman. So please come, make sure that we are not spewing wrong information. So the debate Continue. here, right? Because it's obviously fuck you, Terry Crews, right? Obviously. But the debate here that I found was interesting was how black men, and I'm going to tag you in, Calvin. Y'all, quote unquote, were right about Terry Crews. So, a lot. So, help here, me, help, he, help me understand. Here's where a lot of the rewriting and kind of misremembering of history comes into play. So, black men didn't necessarily not believe Terry Crews, or so we didn't. So it was so there were some parts of that story that were a little questionable. Also, like again, you refusing to name the studio executive. Yes. Um, and so, and we, and we questioned, we was like, so you're telling me there's witnesses to this, but it, like, it was at a party that, 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 that this happened, according to Terry Crews. Your wife was there and, you know, it was at a party. So like people saw this happen. So when we said like, no, you had witnesses, you had witnesses who would vouch for you if you had like reacted another way. Cause like people saw that. It's not like, it, it was one thing if it was like a one-on-one incident, like kind of, your word versus his word type of deal. Okay, I understand. And also understand that, like, there are sexual assault and sexual misconduct victims who didn't feel the need, didn't didn't say no quick enough or didn't because they felt scared for their life because mm-hmm. they had to really realize, like, is this the right path I want to take to get me out alive? I understand that 100%. Listen, it, that happens m- way more common than it should, and it happens way more common than you think. Like, I understand that. I'm not doubting, I'm right. not discounting that. So a lot of us were like, Okay, we were trying to make sense of this. Okay, so you're saying somebody grabbed your dick in the middle of the party with your wife right beside you. And like, so you had witnesses of somebody grabbing your shit and you didn't feel comfortable with, with those people vouching for you if you, push, if you pushed them. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
ag- like physically responded. Right. Okay. But you also then won't re- you refuse to name the studio executive who did this to you. So we can kind of, you know, have a face to, to the perpetrator. Okay. And so we had those questions, but it was, it was still like, damn, it's fucked up. It happened to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, but then we kind of, when Terry Crews went on his publicity tour, mm-hmm. praising black women, he, he, also ma- he also intentionally made a divide between black men and black women when he did that. Because well, we, we didn't immediately accept all his facts. Right. We were like, wait, like, hold on. Some of that doesn't make. Also, you like, no disrespect. You are very physically imposing. And it's like, so it was like, okay, like, so you're, okay. It was, it, we were had questions. And because we had questions, uh, and again, I'm not speaking for the loud minority of like people, of the minority of people who legitimately just called him gay and said, you must have liked that shit, all that shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of us were like, huh, babe, wait, what? But because we were like, wait, what? It turned into, oh, you don't support him. You don't believe him. You're homophobic. You're you're not you're not you're not really like all of all of that, right? Right. And so we're like, well, wait, 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 what? We can't even have a que- like we can't have questions. And so then, and when he made that intentionally, when he when he turned a white studio executive sexually harassing and assaulting him into a black man versus a black woman debate, I, I can't fuck with him because I'm like, fam. Black men didn't grab you. <laughs> but yet, somehow, this became our fault. In, 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 his, in his publicity tour. So a lot of us was like, no, nah, we're not fucking with you. And then, like, we're not fucking with you. And then, like, when this happened, it was like, fam, like, you, you can't expect someone who, who already pro- proved that his proximity to whiteness and his proximity to Hollywood is more important than him defending himself. Because he, the reason why he said he didn't do that because he didn't want to get ostracized out of a business, ostracized out of Hollywood. It wasn't even about him feeling like the police wouldn't believe him. He didn't want to get blackballed. But also, when you look at that, look at all... All right. In comparison with, the, with what's going on with Harvey Weinstein, right? Mm-hmm. The exact same reason why all these women decided to not come forward when they did. For the exact same reason that Terry Crews felt uncomfortable. And, and some of it is... And I, because of who Terry Crews has proven himself to be, I do agree with you when you say it, talk about his, him wanting to more protect his proximity to whiteness than to actually defend himself. I agree with you with that because of who Terry Crews has proven himself to be. But also, the, on the flip side of that, there were Harvey Weinstein had been sexually assaulting women for years, and they refused to come forward with it because of the way that Hollywood, the monster that Harvey Weinstein was. And so, and so that's so, why the clear difference. That's why I'm trying to make sure uh, I, I articulated a clear difference between the women, not only in Hollywood, but in real, in regular, smegular life, who don't do that because they have to, they have to realize, okay, is this the right way for me to survive? Is this the right, if I, if I, if I react aggressively, am I going to die from this? And if I react aggressively, you know, that, so I understand, I understand that, that, that dynamic. Don't get that twisted. I get that. But when we talk about this particular situation, we have to take this particular person into account. And I, I agree and so with that. that. And so then, and so, and so then, and also the fact that Terry Crews immediately hopped on AGT after Nick Cannon got fired told me something. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so I'm already like a lot of black men are already like, eh. even before this, because it was like, you, you the one that all you love to take your shirt off and, and make your titties dance in front of these, in front of these folks for whatever reason, like eh, you, you, you showing us shit and then this happened. 
Hey, and, maid. And so then we're like, okay. And then so then, of course, you know, we black. The, the, I see you out here tans- de- tap dancing for white folks like you always do, and maid. So, and so then, you know, then when this initially happens, with sexual, and so, you know, black a lot of black women you know are 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 bashing or saying like look look at you black men you can't even protect your black brother all you know all of that kind of conversation well we're like we're still holding out waiting and then when terry cruz proves himself to be an asshole and makes ass out of himself and says the only woman he has to please is his wife rebecca instead of all the black women that defended him then a lot of the same black women who 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 told us we were wrong for having our reservations about Terry Crews then used Terry Crews as a reason to bash us some more. You can't have it both ways. So, were we wrong if we ba- if we didn't agree with him in the first place, or, or or is he representative of us now? Two separate things, right? Because I think there are two separate issues here, and I'm not. You got to com- in this particular sp- place. I have to compartmentalize them because Terry Crews' sexual assault, him discussing it was years ago. It was it was 2019. It was like it, damn, 2019 was long. It, it, like it was it was last year, right? That's, that's why. I bet. But what I'm saying is that this situation with AGT. Hmm, how do I say this? Because I want to make sure I get my point across without getting dragged. But. They're going to drag me regardless. You know I don't give a fuck. You know, I got feelings, friend. And they get hurt. <laughs> Some of y'all comments can be really a lot. A really a lot. But. <laughs> Keep it respectful. We will run up on you, niggas. Yeah, I don't. We are, we are, we are not famous yet. We, can, we will run up with no. Listen, I'm not the baby. I ain't got too much to lose. It's fine. But I just think that Terry Crews deserved protection when he came out. Because what we know about him now. We didn't know then. You can have your reservations, which are fair. And I'm not saying that they're not fair. But in that moment and in that time and in that place, he was deserving of protection. You can question somebody's character and still validate a very wrong thing that happened to them. And I think... On the flip side... I don't want to cut you off. Are you done? You're fine. Okay. But on the flip side of this, it does... It is very much so very atypical it's very typical like okay here black woman again exhausting labor for you the moment that we need the same in return you give us your ass to kiss and then double down on state statement saying the only woman you will fucking thing to is is your wife your wife wasn't the only person sticking their neck out to vocally and publicly defend you and which is why it's fuck terry cruz now it's it's been fuck terry cruz for me but okay, here's it my, is so fucking his, funny <laughs> watching him become his character from White Chicks. <laughs> He's always been that. That that's him. That's always been him. This ain't a new thing. So my frustration is this: I can. So here it's twofold. A, I can hold reservations on what you're trying to tell me, and still understand that if what you're trying to tell me is true, that you deserve my protection. It's fucked up. I can I can do both of those things. Secondly, I am I am so so tired of people using the loud idiot in the in the situation as the representative for all black men. I am so tired. 
I am so, so tired of having to, because we don't want to do the all, not all black men, but when you, when you specifically pick out the worst fucking example. I mean, fair. It, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's a natural thing to try, to want to defend yourself because you're like, we're all not like that motherfucker. Just like the same the same thing that we talked about when one black person made that comment about Ari Lennox. One one dude made that comment about Ari Lennox and Tiana Taylor. The, the entire timeline, black man, black woman, all was like, nah, you bugging. But he was held up as the example of look how black men treat their black women. I mean, but... It's not okay. You, you, we if we are if the we, dehumanization of black women is it, it transcends. It's like you know how there's a word for nigger in every language. Dehuman dehumanizing black women transcends to even the black men. So I understand. No, he may not just be. I do believe that there are more black men in the world who love black women than there are ones that would disrespect him. But because of how often that disrespect comes, sometimes it gets hard to fucking see that shit. Sometimes it gets hard to feel that love, especially in times like right now where you need to feel it the most. Bro, Gabrielle Union stuck her fucking neck out. And the one person on that set, another black person on that set. No, you may not be able to experience maybe sexism in the way that I have. But racism, bro, that's the one thing black men and black women can completely see with each other. And we can't stand on another footing. Experience racism is something that we can both fucking relate to as two black ass people in this world. Terry Crews thought that he thinks that his proximity to whiteness is what saves him. So you continue to dance, my nigga. Tap dance for them white folks. All of it. But don't do it standing on my shoulders. Don't do it standing on my neck. That's all I ask. You want to pander to white hoes all day, white motherfuckers all day? That's on you, my guy. But you won't do it and still use me as, as your shield for safety and protection when, not if, when them motherfuckers turn on you. Because it's coming. You think that America's Got Talent's going to read all these back reviews about you and be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Let's keep them. No, bro. Because bad press is still bad press. And you look real fucking funny in the light. I just. He reminds me of Samuel Jackson's character out of Django. Ooh, yes, man. He, uh, he, uh, Uncle Ruckus, nigga. Like, but like, okay, I guess my frustration is this. We only, it's only okay to use a worth example for us. Every time, every time people try to flip a script and try to use a terrible example of some fucked up shit that one black woman did, we are, we are reminded very forcefully that she don't represent all y'all. She, re- she represent her individual bird ass actions. And so it's like when you continuously use the worst possible example, the one nigga example of like, look at look at how y'all treat us. And then we when we try to be like, of course you're gonna think of course you're gonna think all the product bad when you get to one that's clearly damaged and broken. But then it's like, no, just listen to it. You don't have to defend I have to defend myself when you're using the worst possible representation of me. That's that's the only thing. It's fuck Terry Crews. Terry Crews switched sides. Terry Crews backtracked. Terry Crews showed the coward that he is in the light. That's Terry Crews. Don't don't try to extrapolate Terry Crews' actions to the majority of the niggas who are also disagreeing with Terry Crews' statements. Yes. 
I'm we're actively disagreeing with Terry Crews' statement, and then I see another tweet. Look at the black man out here, black man out here, tra- like, man, do you not see what I'm fucking typing? That's my frustration. I agree. Um, I'm what's, not gonna spend this because whew, it's been heavy today, friend. What's up? What's next? Let's get it cracking. Um, you know what's crazy? This Life. podcast has been so fucking heavy. We didn't even ask each other how our weekend was. <laughs> Nigga, I stayed in the house. I stayed in the house, and the one day I really tried to like go out was Sunday. I'm so sorry, friend. <laughs> like we did a little onesie shit you know, on Saturday, but you know, and I kind of, then I literally was like, I ain't really do shit this weekend. I've been hearing mad about Copa brunch. Let me try Copa brunch. I want to get to some lighthearted shit. Yeah. Question. Good. What's up? How do you feel? So we're both kind of dating. Mm-hmm. You a little bit more serious than I, because. Y'all listen to last week's episode. Sam, we both cussed you out. I wanna... Everybody cussed me out. If you weren't sitting like, oh my God, Alex, that was so vulnerable to girl. Uh, like, <laughs> I got both ends of that stick, okay? I, I hear you guys. I hear you. Trust me. But my question to you is, is it important for your friends to like your partner? So, in my opinion... It makes it easier if they do, but it's not it, a priority. It's for not. Me. It's not. It's not. It's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker, but honestly, I'm not trying to bicker with you niggas every time I want to bring every my girl time around. I want to bring somebody around. I'm. I'm not going to want to hear y'all mouths. And and on the flip side of that, my nigga, you gonna have to learn how to just be cool, with my friends, for the time being, because it's not going to be forever. We're not going to sit around these niggas. But also, my friends have lasted. The common denominator in all my relationships has been my friends. They have lasted. So, no, I'm not going to abandon my friendships for, for, you, for a relationship, and I shouldn't have to. No. But at the same time, my friends don't get to be a dick to my partner. It was like, and so I saw this one uh, meme. It was like, we all had that one friend in the group where you got to be like, be nice every time somebody new come around. That's my entire friend group. <laughs> like, I got to, listen, if I, like, I know not to bring certain people around y'all because. They're not going to make it. No, nah, like. You know what I'm saying? We we talked about we talked about uh shorty I was dating, you know what I'm saying, before with my 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 current situation. Like, yeah, and everybody, like I the only thing that fucked with me was like every everyone had something to say once they found out we weren't talking to each other no more. But a lot of people kept that a lot of people kept that hidden. I didn't. <laughs> I was very vocal about the way I felt about Shorty. And what's crazy is that I liked y'all as I like y'all individually because I'm I've known y'all individually. Y'all dating, I couldn't handle it. Oh shit! Pots and kettles, huh? Pots and kettles, <laughs> glass, glass stone, glass houses, stones. stones. <laughs> Ouch, bro! Ouch! You read yourself? <laughs> Did okay. <laughs> How? Listen, Shawnee's pastor says, "Listen, when you can't say amen, you say ouch." <laughs> ouch, bro. <laughs> but like, and so, it's not vital. But also, you understand, like. Wanting me to cut off all my friends is abusive. It's abusive behavior. Is what you want to isolate me? Like we not rolling. Secondly, these these niggas have been in my life before you got here. These niggas have seen me through some shit. If we get married, these niggas gonna be at the wedding. At in the way. Hi, I am a groomsman. I need y'all to realize that <laughs> Calvin is a bridesmaid. So, like, if you guys can't learn to coexist, that's a problem. You don't have to be all buddy buddy best of friends. I'm not I'm not that type of I'm not that type of nigga. You don't have to be I don't have to be buddy buddy best of friends to all your male friends. 
They just they just gotta know when I'm around. It's respect. Like I, I, I we got we coexist. We cordial. Don't don't and that's it. So again, it, it's not a, it's not a deal breaker, but it's ideal. I have a certain I have certain friends who like I make sure I'm very careful about who I tell them I'm dating because if I tell them too early, if I tell them before I'm sure, they'll be like, mm, I don't like that bitch. Mm-mm. We ain't like the hoe from jump. Also, so this is funny that we bring this up, right? Alexis has never, my twin sister, has never liked any of my boyfriends. None of them. Not, not, I think. Not Nan, not a. Not a Nan, not a, none of them. The one she got close with was my ex-husband. And that's just because her kids loved my ex-husband. Like, her kids loved him. They, they were always at the house. Like, we always had them. And, like, they just loved, they, she loved him. And also, he was very, like, when we were good, we were great. Yes, yeah, high, the high highs and the low lows. You know what I mean? When we were good, we were great. So that was the only man that she uh, that I've ever dated that she had any kind of respect for. And not to be funny, I kind of pay attention to that. She ain't been wrong. She has not been wrong yet. Yet. Also, I have friends of mine that have not been wrong either. So not saying that their opinions make or break me, but they are things that I'm going to pay attention to because they know where I've come from, they know what I've been through, and they know where I want to go. And if they see something, your friends also recognize your blind spots. They see things for you that you don't see yet because a lot of times we get these big old rose-colored glasses when it comes to the people that we date, and it's hard to sometimes see the forest for the trees. So, yeah, I pay attention to what my friends have to say about you. Absolutely. I also pay attention to what my man has to say about my friends. Because some, some of y'all are hater, hater chicks and not greater chicks. Some of y'all are mad hoes, not sad mad hoes. And I'm, see, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to restrict my usage of a word hoe. I don't have to. Because so, it was an actual phrase. Don't be a hater hoe, be a greater hoe. But I'm trying to restrict my usage of a word hoe. I am not. So, but like, yeah, you, both sides. Because you know how you go into a, if you if you in a room that stinks long enough, you don't smell it anymore because your nose get used to it. Mm-hmm. Same shit for relationships and friendships. So both sides will be able to see a fresh perspective of that person that you want because you've been around them so long. Oh, that's just how they are. Oh, that's just how he is. Or I mean, she's shorty already always like that. And then like that, of that fresh perspective on both sides, will be like, nah, that shit's trash. Like, wait, that's how y'all treat each other? Nah, that's bogus. That's bogus. And you need that. And then once you get that fresh perspective, it's on you to kind of figure out. I was dating a guy, and I did not like any of his friends. I didn't like I I didn't like your friends, and when I came around, I was always cool because you know I don't want to make shit awkward for him. But the moment him and I stopped dating, like it, it was like clear that we were done. I told him straight up, I don't like your friends. I don't like your friends. I think you're better than your friends, and I think they're very lazy and very stagnant people. It wasn't my place to tell you that because of your fucking friends, and I didn't want you to feel like you had to choose between your girlfriend and your and not even your girlfriend, but your shorty me. and your friends. Yeah, I didn't want you to because that's awkward as fuck. But at the same time, your friends suck. And so it's like again, time and place. And I was always the girlfriend. If I didn't have to be around you and your niggas, I did not want to be. Bro, I do not need to sit around you and your fucking friends, bro. I don't want to do that. Not that I'm not welcome to. Not that, you know what I mean, it was made to feel like, oh, my friends are over. You need to take your ass in the house. No. Like, no. Not in the fucking house I pay for. No. I'm going to sit wherever the fuck I want to. Hey, go, hey, go, go, go in the room. His friends come over. You automatically got to sit in the fucking room. No, nigga. I'm going to sit where I'm comfortable at. But I am going to give you space to be with your friends. You know why people do that? Because some of these women be fucking the friends. 
Yeah. And and so like if 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 yo if yo if yo dude ever told you that, that's because somebody some, one of his former homeboys be fucking on his girlfriend. Be fucking on his girlfriends, like. But like, I mean, and some and some of and some of your homegirls be waiting for you to break up with that nigga. Yeah, I've had a couple homegirls waiting the wings. It's an evil world we live in. But you know what? And I say this time and time again. I don't care. What I care about is moving with some integrity and some respect for yourself. I don't care that you... I don't care. There are only two exes of mine. Three exes of mine I give a fuck about. I give... I care. My baby daddy, I do not want to see you date my baby daddy. My ex-husband, I have that nigga's last name. I'm cool. And the man that was abusive to me. No, girl. Those three? Like... And I can't stop you from dating anybody. Just understand that you dating this man means that you're choosing to, you're choosing to exit my life. You're, you're making that choice. You don't want to be my friend anymore. I'm not even a huge double date person because I feel like double dates be awkward as shit. Nah, my double dates have been, I've been fire. We're going on a double date next weekend. Inadvertently, but we're going. <laughs> I was like, I didn't plan that shit, but sure. Inadvertently. You thought I wasn't bringing a date to the players ball? You're out of your mind. I'm, listen. I personally didn't really know and or care what you did with your date to the players ball. I was preoccupied. We know. But at the same time, I didn't want to. Okay. So, and I feel bad, but I don't because I've been looking forward to this for a while now. And yeah, I want to date. I'm getting to the age where these events, these nice, really, really nice events, I don't want to. I want a plus one for I want to be groomed and, and, and held and walked around a room and slow dance and have somebody I can actually do that with. I want that. I'm getting to the point in my life where, like, I want. Are you okay, friend? Getting towards wanting companionship. You, you got a fever. Okay. You be, listen, some, some tea will knock that shit right out. Alicia Tease. Alicia Tease. <laughs> Just take a sip of Pocho Nigga Peach and you'll be right back. Oh, my God. Alicia T's. No, I am okay, friend. It's just realizing that, like, I don't want to be a player no more. <laughs> but you still crush a lot. I crush a lot, but I'm actually just in the point where I'm. I'm. I'm okay. I want my, I want my eggs cracked. <laughs> I want my name dropped. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm wanting companionship, and I'm this. I will say I don't want to belong to the streets no more. <laughs> I will say it's wild when like you start realizing that like. You sneakily making plans for like months in advance, and you're yeah. like, like, like I got sent something for like May. I'm like, speaking of which, are we? Well, I am going to Broccoli City Fest. I am not. No, I am not. Me and Beloved made a made a made a, a group decision <laughs> to stay our black asses at home. <laughs> wow, growth, growth. But no, I'm going to Broccoli City Fest. Y'all going to end up at something in the water watch. Whatever we do, we knew that we weren't ended up in D.C. that weekend. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> once, we, once we started putting two or two together, that shit kept equaling six. We was like, you know what? Well, no, because I don't know. I'm going. And I hope you have a great time, friend. I have a ball every time I'm in D.C., I hope you have a great time. And a shout out to my host. I hope I, ho- I hope you get to touch the baby's abs. I'm gonna be listen. The full bird. Don't get a don't get a charge. I'm gonna catch charges. Don't don't get don't catch a charge. <laughs> listen, don't if you go to this motherfucker, better come back. <laughs> <laughs> 
un unfelon. Unfelon, please, because I might catch this charge. I just, I just might catch a charge. Be careful. His bodyguard will knock you the fuck out. That's fine. Have you seen the baby's bodyguard? He is fine. Not in the way you won't. Nigga, he you want to know his bodyguard? I'm a, Megan going to be there. I'm going to start some shit. Calvin, y'all going to see me on the fucking news because I'm definitely starting shit with Megan's bodyguard. Another reason I'm not going. I am definitely because starting if I tra- shit. Because if I travel to D.C., I'm not going to have the bail money necessary <laughs> to bail you out to. So if you won't, so I'll keep some in tuck. I'll wire, I'll wire it. Jay gonna call you like this fucking bitch, <laughs> Calvin. <laughs> Calvin, <laughs> your friend out here arrested. <laughs> I can't hear it now, bro. Your friend out here arrested. <laughs> and I'm and I'm gonna be laid up. Like God damn it, call her mom. <laughs> Please, somebody go get her mama. Like, mama, mama Alex. Like, I'm going to put your left. Mama Alex, your, your daughter out here. Your rest. daughter was being a hoe <laughs> and got herself arrested. You know what was crazy? My parents, they're, my parents would not come get me for those kind of charges. Now, defending myself, yes, they are on their way. Anything that has to do with me protecting my right to live yeah. and function, oh, they're on the way. But me being out here being a harlot and just fucking up and getting arrested, especially out of state, no. I better call one of my siblings. <laughs> we're, gonna, no. we're gonna have to call Alexis. <laughs> we're like Alexis. No, <laughs> your twin out here. <laughs> speaking of go to DC. What's up? S- speaking of flights, we have now coined my traveling adventures for for the year. For the year, as the casual coochie tour. Also, also, also known as Alex's last run. Yes, on the run part three. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this casual coochie tour is being sponsored by Alicia Tease. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the new flavor, Plan B Pineapple. I hate you. Um and um But no, I said one night stand orange. Bye, Calvin. And so this casual coochie tour, tell us all about it. So I was in I was in the group chat and I was like, guys, I have I am flying out to three cities in over a span of like four weeks. And some of these are very platonic situations. One of them is not. <laughs> One of them, he gonna he gonna pick you up at the airport with his dick out. Yeah, like I've already been sending threats and shit. So no, two of these I had friends in, in various cities, and they were just like, "Bro, you've been playing last year. You had to get your shit together. We understand. This year we're making some shit shake. So let me see your calendar. I shared my calendar, and he was like, "Okay, I'm picking this date. I'm picking this date. I'm picking this date." And I was just like, God damn. When I stepped back and I looked at the flight confirmations and I looked at, like, what my calendar actually looked like, I'm like, bro, these fucking dates are, like, weeks in between each other. So I hit the group chat. And I was just like, y'all, I know I'm a lot of women, <laughs> but not enough to divide the pie, okay? And so... Y- your eyes was bigger than your stomach. <laughs> apparently, okay? So it's like going to Golden Corral and getting a stomach flu. <laughs> like it's like bro what is going on so our, our we have a very talented friend yeah very bored friend 
True. Because within 10 minutes of me explaining what the fuck was happening in my life, there was a flyer that got sent to the group chat and says, you know, the casual coochie tour with the dates. Tell her, so so she's listening, put sponsored by Alicia T. (laughs) (laughs) Um... In in the flyer for me, appreciate you. With the shoot your shot logo, yeah. I got carry the team wherever I go. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, and we're I, just gonna update the flyer, and then when we do our year in review, I'm gonna post it, and all the places she'll go. All the, the places she'll go orange. Yes. All so yeah, that I thought that was so fucking funny. I'll keep thinking of flavors. I'll keep going before. I Bye, play. man. It's not my fault I'm a creative. Plan B pineapple. Pop that pomegranate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. You ready to get to the question of the day, friend? Yeah, for sure. All right, so in the light of Kobe Bryant's passing, the question of the day today was, who inspires you? So I had some really, really, really productive 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 sorry um some really great answers um so of course we had a bunch of people i'm just gonna run through these real quick because we gotta get to church announcements but we had um a lot of kobe answers given the given the standard um you had the one true story jay-z b briscoe shout out to brandon kobe kanye donald glover um nana shout out to nana said his father for all the sacrifices he made. I had a lot of families. Yeah. Parents. And of course, Hove, D-Wade, Tyler Perry, his mother and his father. So shout out to from the people in the back podcast. We see you, baby. Um, Mommy Times 2, Kobe and Angela Bassett. Um, your boyfriend's favorite BFF, me. I embody every characteristic, characteristic I saw in others, which is solid. Hey, shout out to the Big Blood Bandits. Big Blood Bandits. Um, Mildred Williams, who is his mother. Shout out to Lotso Hugs. Um, and Malcolm X, Malcolm X and Ali. And somebody, shout out to Creative IG name, Gucci Mane, Bezos, Rick Ross, Warren Buffett, Robert Smith. Hey, shout out to Gucci clone too. No, I'm sorry. There is something to be said about that Gucci glow up. Because I have, am never in a million years that I think I would, Gucci man making me lust, bruh. Get the fuck new. Um, so a lot of mine was family. So a lot of people said like, Kobe, family, their mother's um, uncle. Go home, Roger said, my uncle started working for Nike straight out of college and um, now has a, his own business. What um, do you have? Miss um, Melinda Monroe says, my great-grandmother always, Russ Easy. One true story said, Mansa Musa. Um, um, Stardom Millennial says, Zora Neale Hurston. Good one. Um, Jeremy taught me, says, me nigga, that's who. And when I okay. die, I tell him I said it. All right. That's a lyric, though. But okay, like, sir. Um, I still don't like him. I, what you want me to say about that? <laughs> That's my nigga. <laughs> sure, Jan. Listen, we we this ain't the first time that we've had a disagreement on people <laughs> as far as like one person liking them and another person not liking them. Next, um, but a lot of people just like their family, um, kind of their people that are closest to them. Um, for me, um, I think it would be my mother, mm-hmm. um, and I think honestly, truly, I think uh, Jay Z is because like. Jay-Z, Jay-Z, for all of the jokes that we make about Jay-Z, Jay-Z show that you don't, you are not defined by where you start. Yep. Um, and you, through hard work, savvy business dealings, and a couple stabbing people in the back. <laughs> Calvin. I'm, I, I can't, I'm honest about my favorites. Calvin. I am honest about my favorites. 
any person who has become a billionaire did not become a billionaire fully ethically. That's just no, fake. duh. That's I'm, not the system we work in. And so I'm honest about that. So listen, he, he, you know, the disagreement with Dame Dash, just, you know, there's some history there. But like, he showed that like, when you have a mindset, when you have a goal, when you have a dream and you, and you have a dogged pursuit of it, you're going to get it. So. So mine absolutely has to be my father. Um, if you, listen, if you know, you know. If you've ever spent 10 minutes with my dad, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My father is my greatest inspiration. He's my joy. He's my peace. He's my love. He's my rock. Um, and he just really, really defined what it means to be a man in my eyes and really defined what it means to say, fuck that. My dad, uh, you know, I ain't gonna put his business out there. I let him do that. But just understand that, like, I come from the cream of the crop. I come from the best of the best. And knowing that my father, he there was the I never heard the word no because my dad not because it wasn't necessarily that we grew up like ultra ultra rich because we didn't but my father didn't believe in not making sure that his kids didn't have everything they need and the majority of what they wanted even to this day I could ask my dad for anything the answer is going to be it may not be right now but it's on its way and it shows up exactly when it needs to so shout out to my dad um and of course Beyonce and it's undisputed I ain't even gonna argue. Bro, you know her name. <laughs> my name is my name. Your mama named you Beyonce. I'm going to call you Beyonce. All right. So real quick, I want to get into some quick, quick, quick church announcements. So now if you know, you know. Okay. If you know, you know. Orange Soda is February 7th in Columbus. We do still have Orange Soda coming in Cincinnati sometime in March. Be on the lookout for that flyer. But the Orange Soda, that drop was crazy. Uh, it, listen, hold on. It didn't even officially drop yet. It didn't. I have no details. We are, what's crazy? We it, have details, but there's no there's no flyer. We secured our ticket, and I still don't have details. <laughs> we just like oh, where? But heard but, you. Heard you. I'll be there. Duh. Because we we there that weekend anyway. That same weekend, That's if cool. you know, you know the players' ball. Shout out to DMG. Um, celebrating his big three. Oh, and we will be in the building. Listen, anything to help. Let anything that lets me get a fit off. I got a I got a full length fur coat. <laughs> You're gonna be a bad bitch. I'm gonna be hot. Let's go. Let's go. Listen, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure somebody fan me and you know wipe the sweat off because I'm, I'm gonna be hot. But I'm gonna get this look off. I'm definitely getting this fit off. Cannot fucking wait. Um, you got anything? Anything? Um, closing statements. Closing friend? statements. Um, with all the just kind of things that are going on locally, nationally, internationally over the past just like couple weeks. Um, couple things. One, hug and love on your people mm-hmm. first and foremost. Um, check in on people. If you if you if you have somebody in mind that's like, damn, I ain't talked to talk to them. Check in on them. You never know what's going on. Secondly, do not use what's happened in the first month of this year. And this first month of 2020 has been, has been a fuck. lot. It's been a lot. Do not manifest a bad year off of that month. I believe in manifestation. I believe that we like I am deserving of abundance. I am deserving of everything that I ask for. You have to manifest, there is power in the tongue. You can speak life and you can speak death. So do not use this first month of the year and all the things that have happened. Cincinnati has been racked with, with just crime, murder, mm-hmm. raids, lockdowns. Nationally, we, you know what I'm saying, we've lost people that we cared about. We've lost people that like we thought were superheroes. Mm-hmm. Don't use that as like, damn, 2020 is going to suck. No. You have the... Like, 
the ma- ability to manifest t- a, yes. a better twenty. If you are already yourself. telling yourself that this year is going to suck and we're only 28 days, 29 days in, you, you, you're starting off on the wrong foot. You're, you're self-diagnosing your year. We talked about self-diagnosing. Of, you're self-diagnosing. Like, no, like, the, this month, January is always a long. It's always a long month. It's always the longest month of the year for everybody. Get after it. All right? You don't like the trajectory of this year? Change that shit. Get a game plan together. Motherfucker, get a calendar. Get a journal. Get a therapist this year. This is going to be corny, but, like, use that Mamba mentality. Like, Kobe may be a lot of things to a lot of people, but you know he ain't letting nobody outwork him. Yeah, nah, you're not going to outwork me. And so just kind of, you know what I'm saying, get that shit in gear, get that shit right. And if you and if you personally have started off great, first and foremost, thank you. Claps up to you, baby. If you started off your 2020 great, don't rest on your laurels. Keep pushing. Keep pushing for more. Like, if you think that you've done everything that you can, you're wrong. That means you ain't dreamed big enough. Let's get after it, folks. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, signing out. It's your boy, C. Diddy. Peace. I'm going to not stop my spot. You caught a vibe. Shooting shots. Why not? Tell me to thank you.